Screen Matter is an entertainment and technology-focused visual podcast by Garrett Chisholm and Sean Walters. Uh, a couple months ago, there was a DC Comics event titled DC Fandom. I don't know if you heard about this. It was on August 22nd, 2020. And they had a bunch of new reveals and announcements. But And I was going to talk about the uh, the Matt Reeves' Batman movie and the Suicide Squad movie directed by James Gunn, who did Guardians of the Galaxy. You ever see that movie, Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, no. Wow, you I didn't have. see that. That's crazy. No, I haven't. Anyways, I was going to talk about those, but we are skipping those, and we're just going to go straight to the games that they announced. So they now, this is interesting. I, I'm going to talk about why I chose to talk about these after I explain them. So there's two games that they announced. They announced... Uh, a Suicide Squad game titled Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, and then they announced a Batman game called Gotham Knights. And both of them feature four playable characters, and both of them are are labeled as can be played solo, but can also be played in cooperative multiplayer. And I thought that both of them were four-player co-op, but... It's actually Suicide Squad that's four-player co-op, and then B- the Batman game, Gotham Knights, is two-player co-op. But do you see what's kind of weird about this is how, how like, they're both separate games, but they both have, like, the same kind of cookie-cutter, like, idea where they're both four-player or four-playable character games. And yeah. they're both labeled as can-be-played solo, but it's really supposed to be, like, a cooperative experience. And I'm kind of against that. Like, the... um that whole genre of where it's like can be played solo, but it's for co-op. Um, like a, a recent well, example is Marvel's Avengers. If you followed that game and how, it, how it was like it's downfall, you know, with it coming out and people not liking it. Cause it kind of had a destiny kind of grind fest loot box yeah. problem. I'm trying to think of a game that you kind of could play solo, but probably should be played co-op something like snipper clips. Oh yeah, I guess that's really small scale. That's like super indie, right? Yeah, it's like very small scale. Or, um, I think one I, of the big ones that people always reference is Army of Two, <laughs> and Kane of Kane and Lynch or something like that. Those are like the big it. co-op ones that people really loved back then. But I feel like co-op games nowadays kind of just because it's co-op, it hinders the experience that they're trying to give. Like when it co-op? comes to story, co-op to me should be party style mm-hmm. normally. Like um, what's I guess Smash would be a good example. Mm-hmm, I guess, the yeah. Fighter style. Yeah. It's just like, can you really make a cooperative story work really well? Like, I feel like that doesn't happen too often. No. And then, because cause you have to worry about how each person's getting the story. How? I remember. Would, how worried? often do you sit down with the same person every day to play a story based game? <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't happen. I forgot what it was. There was a game where it was like, uh, you can, it might have been Anthem. I think it was Anthem where it's like, oh, we'll have like the single player section separate from the multiplayer section. So like, and your like progress, your difference in progress doesn't affect it or whatever, like stuff like that. But I, it was just kind of a mess. And uh, yeah, some, some fully single player games are praised a lot for being their own singular experiences without any worries for loot boxes or anything else like that. A good example that I always brought up was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know if you like, did you ever look at that game at all? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? 
Um, I've watched EA somebody play through the entirety game. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yep. A lot of people praised it for how it was just a full, like, all-in-one package for just being a single-player experience and not, like, putting on any other bullshit onto the game. Yeah, it looked like a great game. I especially watched my since friend it, Kyler play through it. Oh, yeah, especially since it was published by EA. And EA was saying that single-player games were dying and then respawned the developers who also made Titanfall and Apex Legends were like, you know what, we're going to make... We're going to make this a fully single-player experience and prove them wrong. Yeah, single-player games are very much so alive. Mm-hmm. Um, how about PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X? What do we think about this matchup? The matchup? Um, I mean, you got uh, the Xbox Series with absolutely no exclusives. launch exclusives, really. Or any at all? Like, except or, yeah. for console and PC exclusive? Like I Halo, would, I guess, I would, or? I'd say those count because I Warzone? a lot of people yeah. buying the Xbox aren't going to be getting a PC. Mm-hmm. Or what about fully uh, exclusives, though. I think they're missing out on the full exclusives. Full I don't think exclusives. Xbox will really ever have any full exclusives, but they'll yeah, I feel have like Microsoft platform exclusives because Windows is a not, Microsoft platform. It's not their focus or worry anymore. Yeah. No. Um, I will personally be getting the PS Five. I've, I mean, is it I, mainly just for exclusives? I'm, I'm just Team Blue. Oh, <laughs> you're just getting it because it's blue. I'm Team Blue, as in I just always bought PlayStation. Oh yeah, just because well, I like the their intellectual properties. <sighs> I like, I just like Sony. Have you followed the hardware and like power behind each console in comparisons of it? No, I don't know anything about which is more powerful powerful than the other. I forget the details, but I think that the PlayStation 5 is supposed to be... Well, the way that they're doing the CPU and like the power delivery of it is interesting compared to the Series X. I think they're trying to um, set it at a... I think they're having the power be variable while the CPU is always going to be clocked at the same speed. I think that's what it is. While the Xbox is going to be giving it the same amount of power, and then the CPU speed will be variable. Oh. that That's interesting. I'd imagine the PS5 CPU, even if it is a very similar CPU, could probably run faster due to the PS5's superior cooling. Mm-hmm. I'm not but sure I, the cooling, like which one's better with cooling, but... How about design, I, though? I would guess the PS5 has much better cooling. Why would you say that? Does it have to come down to it's design a little bit? physical size. and Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. How much effort they had put into that fan system. I mean, the, uh, the Xbox is a vertical, all-in-one cooling system that flows from the bottom to the top. Yeah. Or maybe it's the other way around. I'm not sure. But, yeah, it's, um, it's from bottom to top. Or it's, I think it's top to the back. Mm, or no. the other way around. No, or maybe it's right bottom. Out, right at the top. But um, that kind of reminds me of the 2013 Mac Pro. And uh, that that system had very poor cooling. Is it, don't you own that? The 2013 Mac Pro? Yeah. No. I, that, that oh. is the, uh, the one that oh, looks wait, like the a MacBook trash can. Oh, the Pro. Sorry. 
No, I, I have a 2013 MacBook Pro. But yeah. <laughs> if you look up the 2013 Mac Pro, it looks like a trash can. And um, mm. it has the yeah. same cooling as the... Um, I think I saw... It vents out the top. I think I saw a guy that was showing it off for how many display... Like how many ports it had on the back. Not that many. But it has a lot of There was a different one ports. then. There was another one where it was like that same shape and it had a bunch of dis- like display ports in the back for him to use like six monitors or something like that. Or at least four. I or, can't I think, think it was of six. I don't know. A design. Um, I, I think the thermal design of the Mac Pro is very, very, very similar to that of the Series X. Mm, yeah. Um, the problem with the Mac Pro is they're cramming some very powerful enterprise grade um xeon cpus in there and you've got um you know some dumbed down amd processor in the in the new xbox so i think it'll cool just fine but maybe not as good as the playstation 5 yeah how about this Xbox Series V uh, thing? Do you remember this at all? This yeah. like uh, first portable Xbox thing that people were talking about. That is an interesting one. I don't Allison? see how that would possibly um, yeah. fit into the lineup because um, I, I don't see why they'd have an incentive to to sell a console like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because they're pushing even... for cloud gaming, right? So they would rather have you just play on like your phone, because that's one of the things that they're trying to go for, right? With but the, Project X Cloud, it it's portable. Mm-hmm. But they're your, already your doing that reception with cloud is so gaming, spotty. Yeah. That and the other thing is, is would you even be able to play it on the go? Because you need Wi Fi. It, it just oh, seems like a weird device. I think, for me. No, 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 Garrett. I think this isn't supposed to be cloud gaming oriented it's supposed to be its own separate console yeah i i don't think that would happen yeah (laughs) the design of it also just looks kind of obviously fake you know how boxy it looks with no ergonomics incredibly boxy and the flimsy kind of thing for the screen it's wait a second how would that flow how would that how would that um fold down onto the buttons (laughs) i just thought of that they would do exactly what the uh, the the DS does. It would just uh, push the, hinge the would be the hinge would be above the buttons so that th- when you fold it down, it just sets it, it just clamps right on top of the buttons. I can't even see how it would clamp. Well, you could look at like the Nvidia Shield, for example, and give you a better idea of how something like that would work. <clears throat> I never really looked at the Nvidia Shield. Yeah, it's a like it's a good example of the the portable. They kind of phased it out. Like the they, Nvidia they used Shield to sell portable. portable. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's the Shield Portable. Now they they're selling the Shield TV now, which is actually a pretty good product. I think they Weird. just recently refreshed it. Uh, what's up with this PlayStation 4 update controversy, Garrett? Oh, you mean the one with the whole uh, privacy concerns? It, it had something to do with a voice chat recording. Yeah, they gave it, they gave that notice to everybody that um, it was. Just, do you have a Do you have a link to the uh, the article? Because I actually don't remember what the um, 
the notice said, but I, I know that people are worried about their privacy. About party safety? We want PlayStation to be fun for everyone? So that they're basically yeah. saying that um, <laughs> they, they're reserving the right to just kick you from a party or ban you or such if they deem it necessary, which is kind of a bummer. Really? I thought it had to do with the voice chats and parties being recorded. That could be it too. I, I heard something about what I had just mentioned from a friend. So <clears throat> hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about that. I, I don't even have yeah, PlayStation plus. So yeah, I saw that. I saw this controversy a little bit. How about the, um, you want to quickly, let's, let's quickly talk about PlayStation five. First off, with the uh, UI, do you remember much about the UI? Do you remember if you liked yeah. it or not? Like, generally? I just watched just uh, the. Uh, they just released a new video on the UI today. Really? They, um, it it goes over the recommended settings. They went through all the settings in the settings app. They were going over like all the different things you could do. It might be oh. a little ways back. Let's see if I can find it. You just look up like PlayStation 5 recommended settings or whatever. And uh the um the main thing that they're pushing for here with the UI is the control stuff. center idea. Do you remember it at all? The control center? <laughs> um it like pops up a bunch of these cards. And it can vary depending on the application that you have open. So it may show you like um, like different levels and adventures or something like yeah, that for like this, this specific game. So you got all these different tiles and they're just... It Some of it's like new screenshots like or levels and progress. This kind of reminds, reminds me of something like... Uh, something you'd find on iOS with like Siri suggestions. Like when you open the search section on ios it'll just bring up like a whole list of recommended actions you can perform on your phone this is kind of an algorithm driven um feature like like that and this is also crazy too right here where it shows you relevant it can show you do you remember this at all like did you watch the whole video uh yeah i watched when it came out i did i don't remember a whole lot about it you can like like, right here what i'm showing you is uh is where they have so this is like a specific level that they're looking at in the control center, and then there's objectives in the level. And if you have PlayStation Plus, you can view the objectives or like view like um, little hints. It'll give you hints for each objective, like these optional objectives, I think. If you have PlayStation Plus, which is funny. That's a, another way to push PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is by giving like game giving hints, you I guess. more uh system features yeah and also I'm they're not... pushing screen sharing which is cool yeah screen sharing is great oh one like thing i hate well about too. the screenshot feature like here so when you're taking a screenshot is there anything weird about um like what that looks like like when you're taking a screenshot the big black bar on the bottom <laughs> i hate how there's a big black not even transparent bar all across the bottom, taking up like a fifth of the screen. Well, that's way better than the share menu on the PS4. It takes up the entire screen. That's true. And pauses your game. 
Yeah. So I think this is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they could at least <laughs> make that bar a little transparent or something. That, well, I don't know. I mean, you're not interacting with the game when that well, bar is present. But so. if you're trying to frame up like a perfect screenshot, you won't be able to see the bottom fifth of what you're lining up. Oh, that's a good point. I think what they should do is they should make it like a floating window that you can like adjust with like the right stick. Mm. They had that for the screen share kind of where you can put it in either the, you know, the corners or even like the um the top middle or bottom middle or left middle or right middle. Hmm. And then uh in within the UI picture, picture. discussion I wanted to bring up this little... Do you remember this little thing of how they're reviving one of PlayStation's iconic bugs with oh, the, the one UI? Oh, the one the clock. And how the battery indicator for the controller will pop up on top of the system clock. So every and, time you go to the home screen, you're not going to be able to see the time. Yeah. Because every time I you think, press the PlayStation button, the, uh, the battery indicator is going to show up. I think it was when... Uh, is it transparent? It looks like it might be transparent. Let's see. Can you still see the time? No, no it's, 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 not. it's solid. No, it's not. That's a bummer. Yeah. It was an issue I, on PlayStation 3. They ended up patching it on the PlayStation 3. Yeah, they, they didn't? didn't. No, they, they did. Yeah, you're right. Okay. In 2009. That's very um, bad placement. That's before my time. The... Uh, I, I bet that was just an oversight. I bet that'll probably get patched out at some point. Would you consider that a bug? A little bit. Because it's intended behavior. Yeah, it's not It's not technically a bug, I guess. A, a bug is supposed to be unintended behavior. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I think that was just poor UI design. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it was a... On purpose or an accident? You think it's an accident? This I think, PS5 UI? Why do we even need a battery indicator? You look at well, something like the Switch. Um, it just has... What I mean to say is why do we need a pop-up battery indicator? Why I think it's it only when you're turning it on. Okay. Yeah. I think it's I think, only when you're turning it on. Is it the PS4 that shows you your battery life somewhere by the clock? Uh, it. I I'll, think look, it sh- I'll look up a PS4 home screen. It's in the bottom left. Yeah, it's, Why, it's not on this home screen. It's not on on PS4. You would hold. You have to hold the um, the PlayStation button down, and then the the like thing on the left will open up. You know, and oh, it'll yeah, let you the look sidebar. at stuff on the left and then your battery is pre- i'm pretty sure it's on the bottom left the quick actions i think they call it yeah i don't know what they call the, it um, <laughs> i have no idea i think it's called quick actions or something but um i i think they should just pin it somewhere because that, that's important information i think important information should always be front and center most people are if they're on their home screen probably want to know what their battery life is at so i think i think just pin it up there by the clock rather than make it pop up Mm. Um, how yeah. about the um the dual sense controller's texture? We linked this article back from like June or July, I believe, where they talk it's about still a good talking point. 
Mm-hmm. It speaks to yeah, the... Yeah, we could talk about the design of the controller and accessories, what we think about it. What do you think about that two-tone black and white design? Black and white design? Is that yeah. you, you uh, speaking to the, uh, the the default one that comes with the, the regular? What? Send me a send me a picture of it. <laughs> you um, mean just the oh okay the the regular yeah. dual sense I mean, there's, controller. There's only the one model. color scheme for the PlayStation Five. I I thought we might have been getting into the uh, the rumored black one, but um, oh no. Yeah, I I think the the white and the the black is good. I mean, it, it matches what they're doing with the console. The console's also. What do you think about that though? The fact that it's not completely white. Mm-hmm. Or black. The I don't think you'd look. want a fully white controller. I think that'd be kind of nasty with the the control sticks. Actually, I guess they usually do use black. Yeah. Thumbsticks on the white controllers anyway. Yeah, it's just but. that on the body of the controller, it's black. Yeah, I like it. I don't have any problem with it. Nothing about it. D- do you not like it? No, I think it looks fine. Um, I think it. How about the light bar? Do you know how the light bar works? Instead of like um, being on the back, it's more on just like the sides on the front, actually. Yeah, it's, it's a little more visible for sure. Right? I know later revisions of the PS4, they uh, they made a little slot oh, at the yeah, top of the touchpad. On the, on the front, yeah, on the top of the touchpad on the front. That was kind of a subtle little change that not many people knew about. With the PS4 controller, they ended up doing a mid-cycle refresh. I like how controller. big the bumpers are. The bumpers are huge. They're they almost as big, big as the trigger, like in terms of height and width. They're very big. What else has big bumpers like that? You can see the uh, the texture of the controller in that photo too. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's linked in that article. Yeah. <laughs> The the texture on the bumper and trigger looks like um the analog sticks from the PS3. Oh. Do you think that the, the little the controller like the little symbols on the controller's texture is uh necessary? Or is it just like a nice little detail? Is it even I think it's very important that they added that. Because it, really? it'll make it very, very easy for us to spot a fake uh, when mm. it comes to that point where yeah. we start having um replicants. That's a good or, point. You know, yeah. Chinese knockoffs coming out of this controller. Oh. Here's one thing that I don't think I'm going to like that much on the controller. Um, so if you're looking at a picture of the controller, like just look at the front of the PS5 DualSense controller. It has the the PlayStation button. You know how the, the PlayStation button is normally a circle, but now it's the shape of the logo. Yeah, so if you were to press that down, you would feel... I feel yeah, and I I feel like that wouldn't feel that good. I feel like it would it would feel kind of ch- uh, cheap and weird and less attractive than a circle. Yeah, I'd agree with that. A little less ergonomic, but I mean, you're not gonna be pressing the button that often, so mm-hmm. you're not using it for gameplay. I mean, yeah. Um, when it comes to the black DualSense controller, so we had some images for this, and I thought it was, I thought it was fake because it looks so ugly to me. What do you think about it? This all black version. 
Let me look it up. Here it is. The Black Dual Sense. It. I sent you a link to the article that um that we're looking I, at. It's I got from it. Screen Rant. Yeah. I think it looks very ugly. <laughs> well, it looks unfinished. It doesn't seem to have that texture that the other one does. And it all yeah, and the face buttons don't have any symbols on them. You know, it's just completely black. That's why I thought it was like fake because it just looks so ugly. No, I don't. Yeah, unfinished. But I don't think it's fake. I think that is just a prototype. Yeah, I guess is it's apparently official FCC listing photos. Yeah, that that's definitely a prototype. There's a lot. That's a mock-up right there. Mm. There's no way that's the final product. It looks far inferior to the other version, unless they're going for more of a stealth look. Yeah. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I guess I they think might what be they waiting done, until like next year to. I think they that. should have inverted it. They should have uh, made what? the uh, the center uh, white and then made the uh, the outer parts black. Mm. So still doing the two tone, but flipped. Yeah. Okay. Because this is kind of weird. We we're going for the two tone look, and now we're going like. full stealth with the all it. black. It looks kind of cool. Like. I feel like. Um. Oh yeah, I want to talk. We're gonna talk about the the triggers and the tension of the triggers, and then the vibration and motors and haptic feedback and all that. Do you know anything about that stuff? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I've just I know what I've heard about from YouTubers like uh, Marquez Brownlee. Like, what but... have you what have you heard about the haptic feedback, like the vibration technology? Do you remember anything for it? The vibration. I, I remember. The the YouTubers are saying that the the vibration technology are very similar to like what they use in the iPhone. It's just oh, very pinpoint yeah, yeah. accurate. I, I actually did hear that from Marquez because the said that. the iPhone or just any really modern high end phone. My phone's got a pretty good vibration motor too. Yeah, but, it does. Uh, it's just more pinpoint precise. You can do a lot more with these newer vibration motors. Yeah, and they can they can tap and different spots and it can do a wide range of different intensities yeah some of this stuff is really cool so when it comes to the, the ps5's adaptive triggers polygon had an article on how they kind of worked i think they were no they were actually talking about a video of a guy who tears down stuff it was try or tronics fix where they did a, a dual sense controller tear down and then he looked at the triggers specifically in the in the module for the triggers and they're they're basically um they basically have like this kind of i want to look at this again actually they're able to change resistance um using some uh some pieces on it let me listen to it really quick There's like a spiral gear. It's very, it looks complicated. I, I'm, it looks so complicated that I'm curious how it's going to, how long spiral it's going to last. Gear. Like, look at this. Here, I'll, I, uh, I time stamped it for you. Look oh, at, thank you. Look at, look at that while I talk about it. And it, it's they're able to change resistance because of how it's built, and so it could it could simulate like a bow's a bowstring's tension or a gun jamming up or driving a car through oh, mud. Yeah, or some very examples that are mechanical. Yeah, 
that'll be it's just, I, I mean i'll know a lot about that soon because i'll get broken once <laughs> yeah and the the only thing that could be a concern is the reliability and repairability because it's I've, uh oh yeah that'll be pretty easy to repair but but it is a modular piece yeah that's why yeah it would be it would be easier the, I've heard from YouTubers that the controller is very hard to open. That, that's going to be quite a bummer. A, mm. The controller isn't exactly designed to be opened like uh, previous generations have been. It's going to be more like opening an iPhone where you're going to have to do some serious, you know, you're going to need some serious tools in order to get it open. Yeah. So did you see in the video how he's showing how like that spiral kind of piece is yeah. pushing up and and it can change like how far the gear is turned so then that changes how um how much the trigger can close down and so that's how they're changing the resistance on the trigger which is very interesting how they're doing that but it yeah. is a very cool new form of haptic feedback that's for very the triggers cool. i think it'll i think it's going to add a, another cool dimension for for players to experience and they're yeah, also I, working on another dimension for playstation 5 with audio if you already know about that tempest 3d audio tech and they're just trying to i, I guess they're just trying to open up a new avenues for for experience sony's always been big into uh innovating in the audio and or mm -hmm. yeah, physical a, media like the blu-ray yeah, it was apparently crazy with the PlayStation 3, the audio on that. It was yeah. like way ahead of its time, apparently. I think the PlayStation 1 had audio ahead of its time as well. Mm. I think people still use the PlayStation 1 in order to play back CDs just because the, the audio controller isn't really... The, the audio chip in there is really good. Yeah. I mean, the PS2 was a really affordable dvd player when it came out so that's why it sold so well <laughs> sony's been pretty good at selling their consoles with um the ps5's dual sense controller it's also been found out that it works on ps3 but not on ps4 yeah youtuber right. we talked Midnight about Man this tested it out and it can connect wirelessly to a ps3 and it's likely because the PS3 has a wider range of compatibility with generic Bluetooth controllers, while the PS4, I'm assuming, is more it's specific with what it's 4. trying to connect with. DualShock 4 focused. I guess, um, yeah. I, I've i come across a f my first fake PS3 controller. Oh, really? Um, that somebody tried to give to me. And Who? I... I, I think I remember posting that in Snapchat. I'm not going to say their name, obviously. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a customer. But, um, they, um, yeah, they gave me a fake PS3 controller and I gave them money for it and I had to throw it away because I couldn't do anything with it because I couldn't sell it. Mm. I mean, I could have sold it as a fake, but I mean, it wasn't a good controller. It didn't feel good. Mm. But it was a very convincing fake. It, it looked very similar. And I could tell by the font on the back that it was fake, and it did oh, not yeah. feel right. Didn't you so, put it in a bathtub? Yeah, I threw it in a bathtub to test how waterproof it is, and then I gutted it, and then took a look at the inside, and it looked very knockoff. Because <laughs> I knew I know what the inside of a PS3 controller looks like. They're mm -hmm. unnecessarily complicated. 
inside and uh this controller was not so complicated <laughs> mm. also almost are so many different revisions of that controller too the ps3 controller? go on yeah really yeah, they all look the same externally, but they have a lot of different interior designs that they went through. Oh, that's really that's pretty cool. There's different PS3 controllers that you can get and kind of feel different from each other. They use mm. different buttons and different meshes and different PCBs and different variants of the PS3 controller. You know how people pull up the sticks on the controllers? Is that bad? Pulling them up? Yep. Like uh, like popping them out of place so that they're mm-hmm. loose. Yeah, is that bad? No. Really? I thought it was. I mean, if you did it repeatedly for, you know, five, six hundred times, probably it would wear out to the point where it would pop loose easier, but it's not going to, it's not going to do any harm. I mean, the, the, uh, the rubber, the rubber piece that goes over the actual joystick, um, is a softer material so it won't it won't um wear down the actual joystick at all Mm. so i i wouldn't worry too much about it logan has a knack for wearing out controllers sticks it's pretty crazy he wears out controller sticks pretty often yeah he'll do it in a in a day (laughs) (laughs) what like i let him use my I remember like a couple of years ago, I let him use my PS4 controller and he, uh, we were playing a game for like an hour or two and he wore out the stick. Did he like rub the rub, the rubber off of it to the point where it started to like peel? Yeah. Yes. Well, luckily, um, you can get new joystick caps for like a pack of 10 for like five bucks. So, hmm. Good for them. Well, also, the DualSense, uh, did you know it can be used on Switch as well with a third-party adapter? Yeah. Um, actually, a lot of controllers can be used on the Switch. You can use Xbox, DualShock. There, there's a lot of adapters for that. Of course. That doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> oh, this is hot in the news. You ready for this? Sony confirmed that the PS5 won't support SSD storage expansion at launch. This is at hot launch. in the news. Huh? They're probably working out some sort of part compatibility. Program. Yeah. They um they told the Verge that the slot for expanded storage will be disabled out of the box because they need to test for compatibility with the M.2 SSDs. They need to make sure that they're fast enough, thin enough to fit in there and work with Sony's IO controller. That I makes think sense. That's fair. It, yeah. It's better than delaying the whole launch. Yeah. I think uh, one terabyte will be plenty for most people for a couple months. It's not one terabyte. What is it? 825 gigabytes. And you know because why? Because of the system. What? The system, right? The what system's this- operating system. It's because... No, 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 no. It's, it's 825 total. Oh. And then it's rumored to be 667 gigs usable. Wow, that's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know why it's 825 gigs? You know why they came to that number for the total size? It's because (laughs) they 
did research apparently. Sony did their classic research and they oh, saw that the normal amount of games used on like a PS4 was 825 gigabytes. And so they're like 825 gigabytes will be enough then. That's the amount that the average player uses. <laughs> so we're going to use that. I I think that was just a cost-saving measure, if I'm being honest, because maybe it was. Wow. That that makes me kind of consider waiting for maybe a version that'll come out for the same price with more storage at some point. Cuz yep. uh I I think people are going to fill up that 1 terabyte or 820 gigabytes <clears throat> or 667 like, gigabytes. I have such a storage problem on my PS4. I have 1 terabyte. Yeah, me I, too. Or no, I have 500. Which is terrible. I I use I used all of my 500 gigabytes. I can only store like 5 games on my system. Wait, you just said you only have 500 gigs? Yeah, I have 500 gigs. Oh my goodness. My personal system has 500 gigs, and uh, it's always full. So every time my sister wants to download something, I have to figure out something to delete. Uh, Let me find my place. I got signed out of... You know, don't you love it when you get signed out of the school account, your school email? Um, your school. You get signed out of your school email? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I just got signed out of this doc. <laughs> Did you get signed out of it too? Yeah, of course. I was trying to scroll through it. <laughs> it just signed you out and refreshed. Yeah, I had, yeah. To find my, I had to find my place. Oh, yeah. The Sony PS5 faceplate face plate lawsuit. <laughs> A company called Customize My Plates announced that they would be selling custom faceplates for the PS5. And then after legal pressure, Sony forced them to cancel pre-orders. Huh. I, and, I guess uh, that means at some point Sony plans to sell those themselves. Maybe, yeah. Or do you, do you think it maybe just is because... Do you think the removable faceplate is actually a feature or a byproduct of the design of the PlayStation 5? Um, I think it's a byproduct. I don't think it's intentional. Because mm. they would have to release... They'd probably release like a tutorial on how to like replace your faceplate. For they, you know, third party or just our faceplates, I think faceplates will probably be pretty popular on the PS5 though. So, I mean, they're they're pretty easy to swap. I at least I've heard. So yeah. Also, the domain that they used had to be changed because it was. Get this. This is what their domain was for their website. Any second now. You ready? Go for it. You ready? Yeah. I'm looking for it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, here it is. It's platestation5.com. Platestation5. <laughs> yeah, and Sony forced them to change it. <laughs> uh, Clever, guess. though. Clever. Anyways, moving on in the news. Marvel Spider-Man. We're going to dive deep into Marvel Spider-Man really quick. Um, so, did you see that they they recast Peter Parker? in the remastered version for Spider-Man on PS5? No. Really? Mm-mm. You have to look at that article. Here, I'll send I, it to I you. I know it's coming out pretty soon. What? Um, 
Miles Morales coming coming out pretty soon, right? Like one week. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not sure when this remastered version is coming. I guess it's just coming out on launch. I think I'm pretty sure it's coming out on launch of PS5. Hmm. But yeah, look at that recast for oh yeah I, Peter I Parker. We yeah. talked about that. He looks so got, much different. You know, higher frame rate, new suits, and also and a, we're a changing whole, Peter Parker. Yeah, he looks completely different. They didn't give a lot of details to why they changed it. Just to, it just has something to do with the face model being more fitting and like a better match so that they can have like the next gen experience when it comes to facial capture. Um, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about how it looks? The change. Do you remember what he looked like before? I'll I'll yeah. look it up. But yeah, just it's just a lot of people were angry because a lot of people really liked how different he was before. And now he looks. They, they're people are angry and thinking that they are intentionally making him look like Tom Holland, and look, and he looks a lot younger too. He does. He looks way younger. Yeah, and I do you th- do you think he looks like Tom Holland? Uh, maybe in the face, bit. not in the hair, yeah. but the face. I think he looks like Tom Holland in some shots. It definitely does look more like Tom Holland. I think I actually prefer it now that I'm looking oh, at really? it again. Yeah. That would make sense. And um, yeah, there's a lot of response and harassment to it. And uh, many believed. Uh, some people complained that the model looked way too young compared to before. Because he's supposed to be in like his fourth year of being Spider-Man or something like that. How I mean, he's what probably not too much older than us, right? Yeah, he's supposed to be like he's probably like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think he looks a little too young. I think he looks, but I don't mind that. I don't really care. I think he looks good. He still, yeah, he looks fine. It's gonna be very interesting to play through the game again with a whole new character. Like that doesn't happen often. I feel like. Do you think through. you'll pick it up? Huh? Do you think you'll pick up the remastered version? Yeah, if I can ever pre-order a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> Would you get one on launch if you could? Yeah. Of course. Um, let's move on. Oh, yeah, really quick. There was some... There was, uh, according to Brian Intahar, who's the creative director at Insomniac, the developer of Marvel's Spider-Man for PS4 and coming to PS5, uh, he said that they were sent threatening notes. There were some death threats, I'm assuming, around this whole thing. So that's not cool. Yeah. You know how people be. People were sending oh. death threats to get the uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit into the game, and they got their wish, I guess. <laughs> but People send death threats for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is interesting. So under that, I have this... PS5. So for Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS5, they are releasing a lot of footage and advertising kind of around the game through oh, yeah, Game there's Informer. There's a whole playlist here. There's this whole playlist. 14 and, videos. Yeah. And I guess they just partnered up for this like exclusive content cuz it's just exclusive to Game Informer and they're just they're I think it's interesting just how they're trying to advertise it and talk about the game during the pandemic, you know? They have, like, a lot of interviews just going on in these videos, and uh, they're just trying to advertise it in a yeah, way. 
I this haven't seen like before. I think it's kind of pretty cool. good series they got with this game here. Yeah, they have like a lot of interviews with people and a lot of uh, talking over the internet through Zoom and stuff. Insider knowledge. I like this whole um, like talk to the developer. You know, hear mm, they talk to the voice the, actor too. Hear their side of you know how it was made. It gives you more perspective mm-hmm. on. Yeah, they're doing a good job. They, I'm yeah, I'm glad they did that. Yeah. Now, um, Garrett, it's time to be really angry. <laughs> Why? Because uh, Miles Morales in the new game switches from Jordans to Adidas. <laughs> Major downgrade. Oh, People man. are pissed. Not the People product are pissed about placement. This. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing he's wearing he, Adidas. He wore Jordans in in the in into the Spider Verse movie, which I was hoping you've seen. <laughs> I thought you'd seen it. I know I haven't seen it. He but was yeah, wearing, uh, there's, he was wearing there's a scene where he's like on the side of a building and he, and they're like they like zoom in on his Jordans and everyone's like, Hell yeah, dude, he's got Jordans on. And they sold like specific Jordans for that movie too. Huh. <clears throat> but yeah, he's uh he's on Adidas happened. now, apparently. And people were pissed. Have, people were freaking out about it back when it happened. There's I mean there's not much you can do about it. I mean, it's just the highest bidder probably. <laughs> Maybe. I wonder if that's how they did it. It's they probably, pretty crazy. They it's probably crazy. It's very interesting. I wonder. Yeah. Put up an auction for that product placement there. Yeah. And then, oh yeah. So there was a leaked video uh, that I got to see before it was taken down. It's probably somewhere else on the internet, but I watched it before it was taken down uh, by Sony, where it showed the loading time for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Apparently, someone got like a PS5 early or something like that. He had Miles Morales and he loaded it up. And it took about, from launching the game, 20 seconds. To um, get into gameplay. To get to gameplay, yeah. So there and will be loading screens, just not as many of them. The loading screens are, like, so I have it here, when you launch a save, it took two seconds to get to gameplay. It's a black screen, I think. I don't think there is a loading screen. The loading oh, screen so is a black screen. The loading was probably the title the whole intro oh, yeah. sequence, you know. The- yeah, that's what that's why I listed from launch in the game it took 20 seconds from launch from landing at the menu and being able to navigate the menu, it took 7 seconds to get to gameplay and then from launching a save it only took 2 seconds. That's um, incredible. Yeah. And then some optimization there. Yeah, it's really impressive what they're doing. Do you know what the speed is of the SSD? I'm going to guess in the in the gigabytes, probably yeah. closer to 5. Yeah, five point five gigabytes. I'm pretty sure is the the number. That's uh, that's faster than my SSD. My SSD can only do three point four. Mm. And they're Bummer. and they're making sure they're developing their games around that speed, right? You know. Hopefully, I mean, maybe yeah. we won't For see exclusives as much of especially. that from. Yeah, I was gonna say third parties probably won't be as good with the loading times, but I I'd, I'd imagine the majority of these first party games are gonna be. Very, very fast loading. Yeah. And then finally, to round off the Spider-Man segment, um, the Into the Spider-Verse suit revealed. Um, look at that video. It's very cool what they were able to pull off with this suit. Do you, What do you notice immediately about it? Let me see. Um... 
the the frame rate of course it's mm-hmm. like yeah they were able to adapt the the frame rate from the movie like that style of low frame rate for the suit which is actually an option you can turn on and off which is another cool thing that they so allowed you can play with the suit without the low frame rate hmm you can play with the suit without the low frame rate right yeah it's an option you can turn on and off oh i, I think a lot of people probably would appreciate that so yeah exactly and it has a cool like um like comic book punch effects you know when you hit like thugs it'll say like pow yeah and this stuff looks like that. sick it's got the comic book um effects yeah mm-hmm. i'm watching it right now there's a lot extra going on here for the suit i, Ooh, I wonder if we'll, was... po- we'll probably see more suits like that when was the um last time you played spider-man for ps4 probably like a month ago how do you think the game looks compared to that when it comes to like animations especially I, like they talked about how his animations are his own well, i mean i'm watching are. i'm watching uh the low fps suit so it's kind of hard to tell yeah that is true how good the animations are for spider-man but i mean graphics wise i don't think it looks a whole lot different yeah it looks a little bit better, but it's not like uh, drastically different, especially oh, when it comes actually to like, the, the particle world. effects are way, way more high, high definition now. I can, yeah, there's so many more of them. These yeah, are, for sure. I think it's snowing a little bit in this scene and wow, mm-hmm. like I'm like pausing in and on these frames, I can see like these tiny, tiny, tiny little snow particles. Yeah. They're reflecting like, uh, light. One cool thing with his animation set is that it's just a lot more loose compared to Peter Parker. Like Peter Parker's notably more like precise with his movements, but Miles is way more loose and kind of he's like an amateur kind of when it comes to like his movement. He's like kind of flopping around and stuff, which is what the animated movie did a lot of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when he's also when you're swinging. If you try to find like some swinging footage in that video, I noticed that when he's swinging and he's turning the camera goes on an angle with him, which is a really cool effect that they didn't do before, I'm pretty sure, in the original. Yeah, let when me see turn, if I can find that. It You might only be able to notice it when he drastically turns. Yeah. but it's, I'm not uh, seeing a whole lot of that. They don't do that very often in this kind yeah. of footage. It's very. It's but, looking, uh, looking pretty neat, though. Yeah, the, How about the game emulation? looks great. Hmm? Um, you want to quickly talk about your Vita emulator and your Egg NS emulator? Sure. Yeah. Um, Egg NS is a Nintendo Switch emulator for the Android platform, and uh, the article here says that it's shady. It is kind of shady. It kind of just came out of nowhere, <laughs> and um, it's I think it was developed by some Chinese company, but um, the emulator can actually emulate Switch games in some cases better than they can be done on PC. Do you have any idea why that is? Uh I don't I don't believe so. Android smartphones have very very similar hardware to the Switch. Oh, They're both yeah, yeah, using yeah. ARM architecture, so it's actually it doesn't require a whole lot of code translation. So it's more native. 
Hmm. So the, the Switch emulation can actually work faster on an Android phone than it can on a PC. Hmm. You- I think uh, in the not-so-distant future, we'll see very, very precise Switch emulation done very quickly on the Android platform using those like controller attachments. Controller attachments. Yeah, they, they kind of have like Joy-Con ripoffs that you can use on Android phones. That's kind of mm. what people are gravitating towards for this. Interesting. Have you tried it? Have you seen it being used? Like, is I've it seen, in action? Yeah, I've seen YouTube videos of it functioning on different phones, but no, I haven't used it. I don't really trust the application. Oh. It, it, it's a closed sourced. It's closed source software from some shady company. So I'll probably wait till you know a, an open source project like Yuzu jumps on it, ports it to Android. But uh, it's very early stage right now. I, I like this kind of development though. Yeah. How about the Vita emulator? The Vita emulator? That is a, a very experimental emulator. It just recently came out and uh, it has extremely low compatibility. And I'm, I'm just so confused why this emulator exists because there's little to no incentive to emulate this console. The majority of the exclusives that came out on this system are ported to the PS4 or the PS3 by now, and um, or even PC. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're just kind of emulating a system that kind of doesn't really need to be emulated. Yeah, that's pretty weird. But there seems to be a community behind it, and it's interesting. Hmm. And, it, I mean, it, it kind of works, but... Yeah. Yep. Something. How about streaming services, boy? What what streaming services have you tried? Um, well, I did Steam Link cuz I have a Steam Link and that one works pretty good. Kind of a different ballpark from the rest cuz it's local. Yeah. It's more accessible. Yeah, it definitely like. is. <laughs> And then um, PlayStation Now, I've used that, and I didn't Steam like Link. the lag or the frame rate. Wait, was it? No, it was, it was not the frame rate. It was really just the lag and the resolution a little bit. Was Stadia any better than that? Stadia was pretty good. I think the lag was definitely better, I think. I don't know. I, Do you remember it couldn't when, have been that bad if you I added this section in because I was curious to see if you remembered your testing comparing a lot of these. Remember when you I, compared all of them? I have not used Stadia. Oh, I thought we did. You used it. I never oh. started my trial. Oh, yeah. Huh. I, what is, I'm uh, saving that for when it gets a little bit better. Have you ever heard of Shadow? Um, for no. streaming? No. What what is I mean, it? Who who I, runs it? I don't it? know. <laughs> I don't know. I just added I kn- that. I know you got a Amazon's streaming. Project Luna. Oh. Um, whatever yeah. it's called. It's just some kind of streaming. I have no clue, honestly. I think Steam Link is really the most practical for now. Just yeah. Cause and and 
at, at that point it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because you could just go play on your PC. I I'm not too into streaming right now. Game streaming. But are you not. into games? Oh yeah, I'm I'm into games right now. What have you been playing recently? Recently? Um Genshin Impact. Mm-hmm. Free to play. Talk Makes it about very it. accessible to a large audience. The boys can play with me. They don't really have to spend any money to get into it. Kind of like Among Us. The boys. I think it's very important that Among Us is free on mobile because anybody mm-hmm. can pick it up. Oh and yeah, play it. It's kind that was of one of my talking talking points. Was uh, you know, its popularity and is it popular thanks to the mobile aspect? Do you think? I think so. Mo- yeah. Among Us for sure. I th- yeah. A big part of that community, I think, is just people on mobile. Because all the memes center around the chat, which is usually just used on mobile because they can't use voice chat. Yeah. I I use the chat if I'm playing with randoms, of course. It was certainly a fad game, but I'm, I'm it's not as popular as it used to be, I'm pretty sure. No, it's I wonder what the new fad away. game is now. It's, um, What's the new big game that everyone's playing? Maybe there isn't one. I don't think there is right now. I, I think Mm-mm. Among Us is still kind of There was Fall Guys downward. and then Among Us. I I never got into Fall Guys. I never... Yeah, I didn't play it either. But no, I know that was a yeah. that was a trendy one, at least for the Twitch audience. And then um, let's talk about... Do we, wait, do we think that, the, that streaming is the future in the video game industry? <laughs> As opposed to playing locally, yeah, I think they can both exist. I, I think there will always be. It's it's really tough to say. I I can't yeah. predict something like that. I remember people talking about that though when streaming video game streaming was becoming like a thing. People were like saying that it was going to be the future. But a lot of people are skeptical, obviously. I think it's pretty hard to say. I mm-hmm. I don't think um, our internet in its current state can physically handle game streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about Watch Dogs Legion? There was this uh, uh, thing. Uh, hackers threatened to release Watch Dogs Legion source code. <laughs> That's really funny, because the game's about hacking. Ah. Yeah, and then also after that, Watch Dogs Legion uh, is it's running 4K 30 FPS with ray tracing on PS5 and Xbox Series X. What do you think about that? That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. 4K 30. Mm-hmm. Were you expecting more? Why isn't it 4K 60? Because I, I think the expectation is that being one of the launch games for those systems, that it should probably, um, it should probably run at 4K, and that those systems not being powerful enough to handle 4K 60, probably better to just go with 4K 30 as opposed to like 1440p. Do you think the consoles are not powerful enough, or do you think that their power is not utilized? enough yet yeah i misspoke they 
did not properly optimize this game to run at 4K60 on these consoles. Oh. <laughs> okay. I think if they most certainly could have could have done it, but they had to meet an expectation for graphics fidelity. Do you think we could achieve 4K 60 FPS ray tracing uh, in the future with these consoles if their power gets utilized enough? With ray tracing? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, it depends the on the scale yards, of the game. All of it. A uh, whole can of beans. I, I bet that. Um, tech demo that they're including with the PS5 probably does exactly that. Oh, the uh, the wait, it's the just Unreal this, Engine UA, UE5. Um, I mean, I mean the one that shows off the capabilities of the controller. I forget what they call it. There, there's a there's a game that comes with the system. Huh. Kind of like how For PS5. Um, yeah. Yeah, just look up like Dual Sense game. It was it was it the Astrobots game? <laughs> yeah, the Astrobots. <laughs> wait, really? Yeah. Huh. I bet you. Oh, I yeah, bet you that makes sense. Probably yeah. run it. I forgot about that. 4K 60. I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I think because I was I was games. saying that because you think I I bet the they're definitely going to utilize power in these consoles better later on as they get more familiar with the consoles and how to code for them or whatever, make games for them. Kind of like how like PS4 games are absolutely beautiful now. Yeah, like the like. Like Last of Us Part Two at the end of the PlayStation 4's lifetime looks really good. Incredible. I I can't wait to see what they come you up should, with yeah. at the end of the PS5's lifespan. Oh yeah. You need to see uh Last of Us Part Two in uh native. You need to see it natively still. Yeah, I haven't seen it natively. I've only seen it on YouTube. It's great. I should go and play it on a high resolution screen. Mm-hmm. Even though it's I think, 1080, right? Yeah, <laughs> you would need a pro for that, right? <laughs> yeah. If the pro even goes past 1080p in that game, it might not. Yeah, it does. You can play Last of Us Part Two in 4K, 30 FPS on a pro. Yeah, I probably wouldn't bother getting a pro. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> yeah, you wouldn't. You just get PS5 now. You really have ease. no incentive to get a pro model. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, this is funny. So the Watchdogs Legion algorithm apparently accidentally created a highly inappropriate character. Now characters in the game, you know, are randomly generated with random qualities and skills and abilities and perks and mm-hmm. they'll they'll have like a random job and then like a random description like maybe the random job that they have is like a construction worker and then the the description is like afraid of heights, you know? Yeah. With this specific example right here, let me, I want to send it to you while I talk about it. Here, look at this tweet. That tweet is the tweet around the, that's the original source right there. It generated a pediatrician with the description reading ended personal relationship with patient. Ended personal relationship with patient. Excuse me, dude? <laughs> Pediatrician having a personal relationship with a patient and ending it. Huh. Yikes. Anyways, I, 
I don't understand how it's inappropriate. Well, you know, pediatricians, usually their patients are children, like under 18. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, get, I get it now. Yeah. That took me a while to figure out. I probably wouldn't have figured that out if he didn't explain it. <laughs> um, let's go. I wanted to compare. This is a fun little thing I thought of. Uh, fun. I don't know. We're going to compare the user interface for each game, the Watch Dogs games. So I've linked up these YouTube videos. One, two, and three. Yeah, one, two, and Legion, not three. You can't call it a uh, three. It's Legion. Does it say Watch Dogs 3? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's the third game, though. What do you... How would you describe the first one's UI? It's definitely more... I don't know. It's more... It's darker. It fits the tone of the game, you know? I think it definitely they each fit the tone of their games. Because 2 is a lot more happy, kind of, and a little bit more opta... Like, a little bit more uh. just... Just a little more silly and funny and, and lighthearted, lighthearted. The first yeah. one's way more serious. The first one, I'm not really feeling the first one too much. Mm-hmm. Looking back at it. It's block it's, it's kinda blocky. The it's map blocky. It's kinda, in particular has like this interesting kind of strange fade around the edge. Yeah, it do kinda you, do you really like the second too. one though? I really like the second one. I think the second one is my favorite because it's just like emulating uh, like a cell phone yeah like the bottom left map i, I is really just... like the uh the blur effect they used in the weapon yeah, I love grid that. although I yeah really i love the blur do not, i don't like the weapon grid yeah the blur effect i love using that and like i design. do not i still don't understand why they used a grid instead of a wheel oh yeah <laughs> we've com- we complained about that so much because it's it's a weapon grid on controller but um, but on keyboard playing, and mouse, it's a wheel on keyboard and mouse. No, it's a it's a grid on keyboard and mouse, but on controller, it's a wheel. It kind of has to be a wheel on controller, because I mean, how else yeah. would you select them? You use the analog stick anyway, so you might as well just make them make it a wheel. Hmm. I don't understand why they went with a grid for PC. I guess the button bindings, I guess they were going for. They were expecting us to use the the, the bindings. But, but uh, yeah, but what would be the point of using the, showing the grid then? I think if the grid is going to appear, it should be a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big oversight I, there. I did want to say that, though, for the Watch Dogs Legion UI... I don't like how it's kind of tacky and it's trying to be like this weird high-tech kind of tacky UI. It kind of looks... It doesn't it looks, look very Watch Dogs-like. It just looks generic. Yeah. It looks like every other UI. Yeah. I really In like fact, how the second game's UI is unique. I think uh, I think Legion's UI kind of looks outdated. Yeah, because it, it, it has like that weird high tech kind of, you know, we're looking, we're making it look like it's high tech and hologrammy, and it makes it look tacky like and cool. Nineteen nineties futuristic kind of look. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't think it looks very good. Oh, did you see this? That Uplay is being changed to Ubisoft Connect? Yeah, I think you told me that. I did not. Is it is it just a rebranding? Yeah, they just changed the name. They barely changed the program. I opened it earlier and it looked the exact same. It is the exact same. That's just a rebrand. Yeah. I think the in-game overlay is the only thing that's different, but who cares? Yeah, um, I, I never you I never opened up Uplay to begin with. I kind of <laughs> ignore it. You still if open I, Epic? Your free Epic, games? yeah, I open Epic pretty often. In fact, you know what the I free li- games were? <laughs> what? You know what the free games were? For this week? I don't know. Yeah. I'm about to check right now. It was, I think, I believe Blair Witch and Ghostbusters. Huh. I, let's, I, I let's missed see. quite a few free games. Why do I keep getting friend requests on Epic? I've got some too. That's weird. It's annoying. It could be mutual friends. Who knows? Oh, there's new free games right now, Garrett. Oh, no. If you didn't get the last ones, you missed them. Yeah, I don't really care. I've missed so many at this point. Oh, no. I think I've only missed like one week. What Do you know what you missed? No, that's the worst part is that you don't even know what you missed. <laughs> I got to go buy it. I, have, I gotta yeah. have the full collection. I missed it. I could have gotten it for free, and now I have to buy it. Now I have to buy it. Yeah, now you have to buy it. <laughs> I have to buy it so many because I miss so many. <laughs> <laughs> and then I added these last couple articles because I just saw them pop up in my Google News, and I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. So there's this game called, I guess it's called 13, but it's in Roman numerals, so it's XIII. And they're remaking it, and it was originally like it's it's a really interesting comic book looking game. Like I have the original video game like gameplay linked up. Yeah, and I'm you can look and see what that page. looks like. It's very you know cell shaded, and comic book. It has like comic book um, kind of bam and glow and. Those kind of effects in it. Yeah, this actually it's, looks like something I'd be interested in trying. Yeah, it's very cool. This it, 2003. And then they remade it, or they're remaking it. I don't know if it's out yet. And now you can see what the remake looks like. It, look, it looks uh, looks great. It looks very interesting. This is just a little public service announcement. It's yeah, got crazy it weapons. Looks, it it's does got, look It does look really good. It, kind of the remake yeah yeah Harpoon. i didn't know this game existed in the first place but very cool style and then uh there is this there's this game called rogue from wait 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 is that right 1930 oh no <laughs> that's a typo i was like there's a there's a game from 1930 now available <laughs> on steam is it 1993 there's, it was 1980. Oh. <laughs> the original, there's an original, the original roguelike called Rogue. Uh, do you know the difference between roguelike and roguelite? I did not know this. I, I thought there was no difference. Did you know that there's a difference? No, I thought roguelike was a whole genre. Yeah, it is. Roguelike versus roguelite? No. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought they were the same thing. I, they're almost are. 
Roguelike. Can you explain means the difference? that progress completely resets after a run, and then roguelite means that some form of progress is preserved from one run to the next, uh, like money, well, skills, I upgrades. Definitely prefer roguelike then. Oh yeah, it's way more hardcore. Yeah, it's it way more hardcore. My favorite roguelike game is uh, Risk of Rain Two, by far. Mm, in classic. fact, it's the only one I play because. Or actually, um, I play Binding of Isaac too. I've never been a big fan of roguelikes. Like, I never really played a lot of them. Got into them too much. They have a ton replay value, and uh, I mean, most of most of the modern ones are algorithm based, randomly generated. So, I mean, there's there's always something new every time you play. But it's is always, it it's enough? It's going to be different. There, it's an it's similar enough that things become familiar but um no it's never the same experience hmm um it it's it's kind of fun you kind of get lucky especially with the binding of isaacs you don't know what's going to be in the door when you walk through a you know a, a new door you don't know what's going to be behind it you could end up getting screwed over by a boss oh my goodness or it could Garrett. be um what Look at the orig- look at the gameplay for the original roguelike game, Rogue, from nineteen eighty. Now available on Steam. Text base. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> Text terminal procedural content save free dungeon crawler. Oh. This looks uh, very confusing. <laughs> this looks awesome. I'd love to play this. I'm just moving an at symbol across a bunch of fucking pixels. A bunch of dots. <laughs> <laughs> bunch of periods. Yeah. <laughs> an at symbol, a bunch of a bunch of hashtags and periods and arrows. It's crazy. It's a cool idea. I mean, it works very similar to how the binding of Isaac works. I'd rather play global thermonuclear warfare if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is in the news. <laughs> um, Genshin Impact. You you have anything else you want to say about Genshin Impact? Genshin Impact. Um, I mean, I'm kind of hitting a barrier pretty soon here. I'm what level twenty five now. I've probably put in like close to a hundred hours, and um. It starts to slow down, mainly because there's not. I'm kind of hitting a point where there's not very much more content because the game just came out and it's not. It's not a complete game because mm. it's supposed to, you know, expand kind of like a a game like a World of Warcraft does, where you know updates come out and expansions make the story larger, make the game larger. And it's kind of it's a free to play single player game, so. That's kind of how they're they're doing it. Mm. Keep players enticed by you know giving them daily quests or whatever, and then yeah, not you know, add story later on. Yeah, I'm I'm not really feeling it lately either. I enjoyed playing up to the point where I am now, but I probably won't play it as often anymore because I'm kind of running out of things to do. Mm. Have you been playing anything else? Um. 
Oh, I started playing Beat Saber again because uh, mm. my roommate lets me use his, uh, his index. Mm. How is it? Together as a group. It's a little tricky with the knuckles because uh, they're shaped oh. kind of like Mace Windu's lightsaber. <laughs> so you, you have to get... Um, you got to get used to the the new angle that the knuckles give you. So I had to relearn how to play Beat Saber, mm. but uh, I'm I'm getting back into it. Tried some pretty hard uh, beat maps. I'm not quite as good as I used to be. Oh, let's really quickly talk about uh, surprisingly good kid slash family games. <laughs> and we have one in particular what is it you know is it, it mine is. is it madagascar on the ps2 yes <laughs> yes it is i have to look at some gameplay of it talk about it madagascar on the ps2 was a game that my family got me when i was probably like what six seven years old and um it's a movie game and it happened to be it happened to be really good is a really good platformer it played i should i should watch this it looks beautiful i want to i want to skim through it so it i can talk like, about uh, it a little super bit more. mario sunshine but with animals <laughs> is that basically it i guess the platforming's probably better yeah, i'd have to replay it but um it's not a bad game. It's actually quite entertaining to play. Now, why on the PS2? Why on the PS2? Oh, because that's just what I owned it on. I, I think it's on other platforms too. But it, it's it's one of those surprisingly good movie games. I actually remember watching something about it on YouTube. What made it really good? It just had really good platforming. The platforming was really good. Um, I wonder if Psychonauts. Toys for Bob. Uh, Toys for Bob is the company that made made this game. They're the same company that made the um, the Crash remakes. Oh, weird. Sound familiar? Toys for Bob. Yeah, you should probably be able to pull up some list of games they've made. They've made some really popular games. They're making Crash 4. <laughs> yeah, they made Crash 4. They made um the Spyro Collection. They made... Look at that. If you go down the list, you'll see Madagascar there. <laughs> <laughs> um, They did Madagascar 2 on the 360. They nice. did some really weird games, but um, they're actually a pretty good design studio. I would recommend for mine Toy Story Three. <laughs> Do you remember why? Toy Story Three on the PS3. Yeah, on um, the PS3 specifically on the PS3 because it's, it's an open it world game, right? Two local player split screen, two player local split screen. And it was um, and it was awesome. It was open world sandbox where you would collect coins from doing stuff. And my favorite part was that there was. There was goo that you would throw on people and things, and it would make them smaller or bigger depending on the goo that you threw at them. It kind of reminded me of like Gmod. Mm. I showed when you I was once, playing it. I? Yeah, we played it together at one point. Oh yeah, 
at your house. That was I great. I played through a little bit of it. We were having fun. <laughs> it was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Oh, for for the final thing, I wanna I wanna do a small quiz for you, Garrett. You ready for this quiz? <laughs> yeah, sure. Did you study for it? No, I don't think so. Okay. So I'm gonna name a I'm gonna have you try to name a game that released a specific year. I think I'm gonna be bad at this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably. How okay. Can you name a game that released in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> a game that's already released i guess watchdogs legion i'd have to go with oh my god how about a game that released in 2019 uh the last of us part 2 nope did that come out in 2020 <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, shit. Like, I can't think of one. You can't think of a game that came I, out last year. I don't think any games came out last year. <laughs> there are some Nintendo ones that you should know. There's a Nintendo one. Uh, think about Animal Crossing came out in 2019. No, it came out this year. Did it really? Yeah. What about um? Uh, Smash? Yeah, that came out at the end of 2019. Oh, finally. How about 2018? Um, I remember 2018 being a pretty stale year because 2017 was packed full of games. Looks like that. 2017 was the year to talk about. 2018 um, had some big bangers, actually. Did it? Uh, oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man came out in 2018. Yeah. Oh my and, god, I'm uh, wrong. God Smash, of War. <laughs> Smash came out in 2018, not 2019. Oh, so. So what's a game that came out in 2019? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of one. There's some Nintendo games. Oh, you played Are they? There was this one that Patrick got you to play and you wanted to play through all of it and I th you did play through all of it. And it's and it was in a series. Oh, that doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> Developer Capcom. Mm, was it Bayonetta? No, it's like Bayonetta. It has similar gameplay. Is Except, it Astral Chain? Actually, it's a lot like Bayonetta when it comes to gameplay because there's you know there's fighting with like. Uh, oh, it's Devil May Cry Five. Yeah. Yes, can you I name, played all the way through wait, it. Can you name? Oh my gosh! Can you name a game that came out in 2017? Oh, of course, Breath of the Wild. Oh, how about 2016? Um, we'll see how far back we can go. 2016. I'm trying to think of one too. I'm I'm not looking anymore. I was checking, but I got to think now. I think. I think Watch Dogs 2 came out in 2016. Check it. It did. Yeah. Got it. Okay. 2015 now. Oh, I already, I already <laughs> know one. I already know one that came out. I already know one. At I least can't. One. I can't think of one in 2015. I 
I started Pusher getting three. that that starts to go back to like early high school and I don't have very vivid memories of early high school. Mm. How so. about twenty fourteen? <laughs> Just gotta keep doing this. Twenty fourteen. Did that that's when the original watchdogs came out, right? No, that was twenty that was twenty Oh my god, you're right. Twenty fourteen. <laughs> we really like watchdogs. <laughs> How about twenty thirteen? <laughs> yeah, you lost beyond twenty thirteen. Maybe um I think they released uh do remakes or remasters count? Sure. I think they released um Wind Waker HD. Check it. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. The one that I always remember is Grand Theft Auto Five. That's the one that came out in twenty thirteen. That's always in my mind. Oh yeah, that's true. What about twenty twelve? I'm thinking that's around the launch of the the new consoles. So I'm thinking of a launch game. You think of any? Oh, I mean, I was just there was um the Need for Speed game. Need what for about, Speed Rivals. I thought Grand Theft Auto Five came out in twenty twelve. No, it was twenty thirteen. It came out like right before the new consoles came out. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was like September seventeenth or something like that. Zombie, zombie. September seventeenth. I did get it right. I was thinking launch games for twenty twelve. Launch games so for what? Or twenty twenty twelve. Launch games I, for what? For the Wii U, because that's oh. when the Wii U came out. So <laughs> how about was my Zombie U? Route. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. That's not really a popular game, though. I remember looking at... I remember I looked at a, a video around that because of Tobuscus. He was, like, interviewing people around it. What a weird game. It was designed specifically for the Wii U. One of the only games that did get designed specifically for the Wii U. Or, um, I mean, that didn't get ported to the Switch. That's uh, one of the true exclusives. Actually, I, mean, I think I, I think it got U's ported. PC. Are you really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they rebranded it, probably. It's just zombie now. Uh. They renamed it. Yeah, the zombie. yeah, they did. They removed the U. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed reviews. Yeah. Ouch. It must not be Garrett, a very good Garrett, game. We gotta, we gotta end this with a bang. You ready? Yeah. So. New logos for Pringles and KFC. <laughs> what? Pringles and KFC? Yeah. Can you believe what the new logo is? So when I saw these new logos, I didn't even notice what they changed on them. What? Oh, that looks way different. Uh, Colonel <laughs> Sanders. He's was what he happened to him? He's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? Oh, is it his head's not sideways anymore? No. Can you not it's tell? The difference with the KFC logo? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look, look it at up. the ori- Look up the original KFC, KFC logo. KFC logo. And then come back. Um. 
the logo is completely different. It's, um, how do I describe the change? It's just more minimalist and they oh, put yeah. like a, I, it, I can't really just, it was it's, like a partial body photo. It's just his head now. It's for no shave November or whatever. They removed his mustache. They removed his facial hair. Oh. Like, look at the Pringles one. Look at the tweet, the embedded tweet at the bottom of the article with the Pringles logo. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a white dot with eyes. <laughs> it's like an egg with eyes and hair. Yeah. Is that hair or are those um, eyebrows? Oh my god, that's a good question. I think I think it's it's either eyebrows or it's parted hair. I think it's back hair. <laughs> I I'm I'm gonna go with eyebrows. Mm. Pringles, eyebrows, or hair, or um, I mean eyebrows or hair, but I think you know what I mean. <laughs> According to the older logos, um, the hair is parted on the top, so I think we're going to go with hair, not eyebrows. Yeah, I can definitively say those are not eyebrows because the older logo showed the top of the head. But did you know? What did I? What did I know? Lindsay Lohan is in the news. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Are, did your roommates ever come back? Yeah, they're asleep. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for this episode of Screen Matter. If you would like to help support the podcast and stay updated on newly released content, please follow or subscribe. If you would like to follow and learn more about us individually. Garrett is at Garrett Chiz on Instagram and Twitter, and Sean is at Software Damage on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. We want to thank you for listening, and we hope to see you come by next time for more Screen Matter.